Welcome to Founder Insights by Animoca Brands. I'm Rich Robinson, entrepreneur in residence at uh, Animoca Brands. And today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fasten your seatbelts. Once again, I have the founder and CEO of All of X on the pod. And this guy, this guy, he's carved out a category. He has amazing chops as an entrepreneur, and he is not just surviving, but thriving in the Web3 space. And really, this combines things that are near and dear, dear to my heart, I'll say in my Boston accent, Web3 and movement exercise. And uh, we have a world-class expert in that space. Welcome, Keith Rumjohn. Yeah, thanks for having me. Was that Boston accent or more like an Arnold accent? It's like, get to the chopper. <laughs> get down. Get down again. Yeah, it's actually really good. You're very close. <laughs> and and he, he also, you know, certainly uh, knows, about, uh, knows about movement. But I love how you have combined, you know, I just read this book called Outlive by Dr. Peter Atia, And it talks about how movement, cardio, strength, that those two things, if you move, that is the biggest predictor of not just your lifespan, but your health span. So you're actually doing well and doing good. Please tell everybody out there in podcast land about uh, all of X and what you guys have built. Yeah, uh, I'll tell a short story. Uh, my name is Keith. Uh, I studied computer science in, in Canada and then I worked as a programmer and then uh, I on the side, you know, I developed an app that later became the number one basketball app and the number one sports app on iOS and Android. We worked with some NBA teams. My my app was in like a Kevin Durant movie. Uh, we got invested by Nike. But most importantly, my seed investor was Yatsu. Uh, and so long story short, uh, fast forward like six, seven years into it, uh, Yat uh, Animoca acquired my company. Uh, and... It became all of X and we wanted to focus on gamifying fitness. And at the time, Pokemon Go was, you know, $1 billion. But on this podcast, I'll share a really secret story that no one's heard of. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually when Yat acquired us, uh, in the office, there was like a big poster of like Animoca, uh, they had a retreat with Robbie and Yat and all the senior people. And at the time they were doing mobile games. And they had this giant chart. Every time you walk in the front office, you have to go by it. And there was actually four pillars of what Animoca wanted to do. And at the time, they weren't doing Web3, right? Just keep in mind. So at the time, they had a lot of IPs and they were doing a lot of casual games. But a couple of things we're doing now that they wanted to do was education, music, and uh, fitness. So these were like new pillars they wanted to go into. And all of which is supposed to focus on health. And actually, it comes full circle, right? Like fast forward eight years later, Tiny Tap just launched your token on Binance. So like, it's not an accident. Like they were planning this way ahead, right? And, you know, they have the music things. And because yet himself, people don't know, but like he is very musically talented, his background uh, with his family. So this is secret sauce, right? Like if you're pitching Animoca and pitching Yat, this is his interest, right? But anyways, back to all of X. Uh, we took some of the IPs that they had. At the time, they had all the cats, right? They had Doraemon, Hello Kitty, uh, and Garfield. And so we took Garfield and we created a fitness game and uh, it flopped because it doesn't make sense to run with a fat, lazy cat. And so we, we but then we, we succeeded later on with different IPs and different apps and accumulated a lot of downloads. 
And then fast forward to like about a year and a half ago, uh, we saw all the companies come into the animal office, right? Sandbox, YGG, uh, Axie, and yeah, it's like, hey, you should, you should, you should do something Web three. And we're like, okay, let's let's do it. And so we launched a token, uh, Doze token, uh, and then we also have our running app called Zombies Run, which is a uh, the number one running app on the market uh, with 30,000 subscribers. And recently we launched, we launched Marvel Move. So you can run with Spider-Man, the Hulk, the entire Marvel universe. We're the first uh, kind of, yeah, the, the first fitness app that uh, Marvel has partnered with, right? And we beat a lot of people and we're very proud that Marvel picked us. And now we have uh, uh, a running game and a cycling game and Dustline Runner and Dustline uh, rider and most recently we also started getting into the nft field we sold out a collection called the olivex genesis which aspires to be the number one fitness uh pfp out there so that's a short summary amazing wow what a journey absolutely incredible and for those of you listening out there yatsio is founder and now chairman of, of animoca brands and indeed he sounds very american but he grew up in austria and in vienna in the classical music uh, center of the multiverse. And his mom was a opera singer and his dad's a musician. And he grew up immersed in that. So music is uh, very near and dear to his heart. I'll, I'll say that Boston accent again. And also education. So yeah, I was on a AMA with him and Yogab Shelley, the founder and CEO of Tiny Tap, another awesome company that was acquired by Animoca Brands based in Israel. So, so yeah, so education, music, but also movement. And wow, I mean, everybody knows that if you move, like motion is lotion and movement is absolutely the number one thing that a person can do to feel better and to live longer and to just clear their mind. But it's not that people don't know that they have to do it. It's not that they don't know how to do it. It's just they they lack this motivation. And I love that you guys have created, gamified, incentivized that. And can you peel back and give more details around what it's like for the user and make everybody listening get red-pilled and download the app and get in? Yeah. So, look. I read somewhere that if people move just uh, 10 minutes extra a day, uh, you know, everyone's lifespan would be increased by like 10 years. Right? Like you literally change the world if everyone just moved a little bit more. Um, and I want to focus on Zombies Run, which is a audio running game. So how it works is uh, you bring up your phone, you press start, and then you don't need to look at the screen anymore. You put it in your pocket and you have your headphones, AirPods on. And there's a story which is like, hey, you need to go get the medical pack for the village, start running, right? So you're a runner. And then along the way, all of a sudden, oh, no, a horde of zombies came out. And you have to run faster and the GPS tracks you, right? If you run faster, the zombies will, you know, quiet down and you, you, you feel like you're running away. But if you slow down and you stand still, the zombies get closer and louder, rawr, and then you, you die, right? Uh, so like... It's a really fun game, but I think there's a lot to unlock here. Like, why is it successful? Because we have over 10 million downloads for Zombies Run, right? There's a lot of fitness apps out there, right? So why this one, right? Because you have, you know, Strava, you have Nike, you have all these different great apps. But the thing is, they're for people who are already uh, really fit and already have a habit, right? Especially Strava, like it's super competitive. 
you're like the top one percentile. People sh like to share their runs and their times and their distance just to show off, right? But for other ninety percent of the people, it's very intimidating. It's like uh, I don't want to, I don't want to post my score. And so actually, there's a market for the ninety five percent of people who want to get fit, and that's what they start with, right? Like if you couch to five k. You know, this is where our sweet spot is. And so many people write us emails saying that uh, we're so grateful of uh, Zombies Run because of, they started their fitness journey with our game. And I think that's the evolution. Like, so what we call it right now is called uh, Fitness uh, 4.0. So Fitness 1.0 is DVDs and cassette tapes. 2.0 is live streaming on demand. 3.0 is where we're at right now, which is fitness as a game. So you have Pokemon Go, you have Swift, the cycling game where you sit at home to ride an indoor cycle and you see your avatar racing with people online. And then you have Ring Fit, which is this, this Pilates ring on Nintendo that you used to fight monsters. Like they sold like 15 million copies at $70 a pop. So it was like non-trivial. They're like a top selling game, right? Uh, so fitness as a game is really taking off because... And, and those and those other Wii games as well too, right? Where you're just moving with the Wii and you know going on river rafting or playing tennis or whatever, right? I mean, like that's people people's inner cookie monster say me want people want that gamification and movement so it's it's great yeah yeah and and that, that's a good point right uh actually what people don't know is that there's a vr game called superhuman which is you put on the vr and then things fly at you and you have to like box and like and dodge and meta or formerly facebook bought that for 200 million dollars you know uh and so like uh, and then leading on to some futuristic stuff, it's like uh, everyone knows about the Apple Vision Pro, right? I guarantee there's going to be like a, a $100 million plus fitness company creating a game for that. 100%. It's going to come. Uh, and then finally, Fitness 4.0 is, okay, fitness as a game is here. We think the next stage is uh, actually imagine all these games are interconnected, right? So I, I play the running game. I get a, like an NFT t-shirt and now I can use it in my cycling game, in my rowing game, in my VR game. That's the vision we want to build. Beautiful vision. Amazing. Yeah. So the Apple Vision Pro, $3,499. But uh, the good news is the, uh, that's for the mask. The snorkel is only uh, $849. So that's a, hey, sorry. I saw that meme as a joke. And Expensive I ski mask, whatever you call it. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, think about this, like you talked about web, you know, uh, 4.0 for fitness. I mean, this year we have gen AI and we have the Apple vision pro, I mean, and web three, all of those three things coming together. I mean, what that's going to like, you're on the right track. That's going to create 5.0. That's going to be absolutely insane. Like it really will truly be this immersive experience, but before we get there, you just, you, you hit the nail on the head of like people starting their fitness journey and, you know, your zombie game, the, you know, plants versus zombies, they're like brains, brains, you know, I think brain is something that's overlooked. A lot of startup founders have big brains, maybe, you know, no judgment. Maybe they were really good at engineering or product. Maybe they're not really into movement. And now I see with founders, it's a really good, not just correlation, but causation. If they move, it gives them more energy. It gives them more brain power. It helps them to be more focused. And I think it's something where if you haven't had that exercise journey growing up, 
it's, it's time to start now because it's not just about, oh, I need to have my health span and my lifespan in my 40s, 50s, 60s. It's about, I need to be an absolute assassin and just top of my game ninja right now. And like that gives you that extra boost. And on this point, I'll share another story that I'm only sharing here. Uh, so again, I'm talking about Yat, right? Because I've just known him for so long. Um, and I hope Yat doesn't listen to this, but then uh, uh, Yat is, if you know Yat, he's a he's an avid runner uh, and he's super fit, right? Like her. Like he looks like top shape. Did you know that uh, at one point he was really fat? No. And uh, yes. I never knew fat. I never knew fat yet. Yeah. I only, I've only known like super fit yet. Yeah. So look, he was, he was super fat and uh, because he was drinking a lot of Coke, that's his, that's his vice. Uh, and uh, if you go to his office, you'll, you notice that he's always drinking diet Coke now. Like Coke is his thing. Right. Uh, but uh, one day he, he said he got so fat that he couldn't get out of his bed. Uh, he's struggling to get out. He kind of sunk in and that's what he inspired him to really get into to, to fitness. Right. And so look, I think, uh, that's just like a side story, but like a, a lot of my board members also went through like a fitness journey. And I think, uh, everyone's into fitness now, right? Like, uh, I think the statistic, uh, in us is already really high. Like the percentage of people who have a gym membership is probably at like a 6% level. But if you come to Asia, it's really changed. Like every year we're doubling, right? Like China went from like 1% gym ownership to like 3% in just a span of like two years. Uh, and it's, it's rising, right? So everyone, especially in Asia is like starting to really, uh, pick up fitness and, and that's big business. Right. But, uh, that leads to my second point of like, you know, if, if fitness is such a big thing, you know, why are we going to web three? Uh, and, uh, there's some secret there as well, right? Because I observe some things that are not so nice. Right. So, uh, I think if you look at the, the top fitness apps, most of them are now like owned by big companies, like the story of like a small, medium sized company coming to, you know, no, it's not going to happen because it's just all user acquisition, right? You pay like millions of dollars to Facebook, Google, Instagram, and, and, and buy users, right? That's part one. And part two is like the open secret is that uh, Apple is a little bit like Amazon, right? They can see which products are selling well. So Amazon has these basic versions of like the best selling products. Apple saw fitness apps doing well and it's like, oh, okay, let's do Apple fitness and eat everyone's lunch. It's like. <laughs> wow. Yes, indeed. So, you know, first of all, the thing about Yat that, you know, you and I know is that he's the most humble you know, he has so much humility and he's like a constant learner. So he wouldn't even mind, you know, I, I went through my fat journey in my thirties. I had kids and I'm making money and like, Oh my God, what am I working for anyway? And then let's get the buffet and let's stop exercising. And then it's, you know, I think, um, you know, somebody, uh, once said, I wish everything was as fun and easy as getting fat because it really is fun and easy to get fat, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not great. And, uh, it's really simple formula. You have to move and you have to, you know, watch your macros and your, and your calories. Um, and you know, he's, he's evolved just in the same way he's evolved as an entrepreneur. And we both, you and I have both evolved as an entrepreneur. It's like, that's, it's part of the journey. And, um, you know, he's, yeah, it's kind of like a Keanu Reeves of web three. He's just a, you know, very, very humble, beloved guy that nobody doesn't, nobody doesn't love. So, so I'm, I'm really glad you, uh, you share that. And, um, yeah. So this, this whole, 
you know, journey both of fitness and also entrepreneurship, like, can you share some of the you know, lessons learned in previous incarnations of yourself or along the way with this all of X journey? Let's, let's dive into that. And then I, and then I have a question, then I want to uh, deep dive a little bit more into all of X, but let's take a little vulnerable, you know, tangent there. Yeah, I have too many vulnerable moments. I mean, like we we messed up a lot along the way. Uh, I think uh, <clears throat> I think uh, a couple of things, right? First of all, uh, we we our first game Garfield fit uh, completely flopped because that's what we realized. Like that's why Pokemon Go works because in Pokemon it makes sense for you to go out and look for Pokemons. And then after that, they actually had Harry Potter, they had Transformers using the same engine. And it still didn't work because contextually it's like, why do I need to go out and look for stuff, right? Even though they're great IPs, right? So that's lesson number one. And then we actually, uh, in between the games and uh, we developed this AI that uh, tracked your body's movement using the camera on your phone. And then uh, we actually placed it on a gigantic mirror. So we actually went into hardware uh, like three, four years ago. And it's like gigantic mirror, life-size. Uh, there's a camera to detect your body motion. And then on it, uh, all these classes, right? So we have like yoga, Pilates, all you name it, you tap. And you can like just kind of work out to, to this mirror, right? And uh, yeah, that was hard. Like even though COVID hit and we got a lot of people buying and the whole connected fitness space took off uh, during that time. Like I realized hardware is freaking tough. Like especially as COVID ended, people people went back to the gym, uh, and then the cost of like uh, all the goods went up, and then the supply chain globally just kind of messed up. And uh, and then the thing was like that we try to raise more money because you know hardware was so capital intensive. Our neighbor in in China, uh, they raised you know like thirty million dollars when we had like three million dollars, and then it became really hard, right? So, uh, you know, along the way we 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 had, but I think the most important uh, kind of like lesson that I want to share is that when we moved away from the the mirror business into Web three, uh, it's actually really hard. Like on paper, it sounds so easy, yeah, just switch. But actually, no, it's not. Like just because you have success in Web two doesn't mean it translates to web three at all it's like you know and and so actually what ended up happening was half the people left the company right because like i didn't sign up to do web three and it's like web three you know it's there's no middle ground it's like either you love it you hate it right there's no there's no middle ground right and so imagine half your company leaving right and then the new the people that do switch have to learn the web three skill sets and the mindset which is non-trivial even for me like I'm still learning uh, about how to navigate and build a community and NFTs, you know, uh, so and tokenomics and economy design. And it's like, like I took my company public, right? Uh, IPO, right? And I found balancing uh, like the tokens, just the tokens and IPO is very similar, right? You have to look at the stock price. You have to look at the token price, the volume, the liquidity, the exchange, same thing. Tokens, so hard. So I'll leave it with that. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks for vulnerably sharing that. I mean, it's, um, you know, sometimes you have to go down that path to be able to uncover whether you're on the, on the right path or not. And yeah, hardware seemed sexy with the zeitgeist and you had a competitive advantage. You can go across to, you know, Dongguan and speak 
you know, uh, Cantonese with somebody in the hardware capital of the world. And you could, you know, just take a day trip to work on hardware and you have this competitive advantage to other people around the world, but it's still, still super difficult. And, um, yeah, and I think you're also right about, about web three is that let's not sugarcoat or minimize the the challenges. I mean, even if you're a keen student, congratulations, you've learned everything. Now it's changed since breakfast. It's such a fast shifting landscape and yeah, it's really, it's really challenging. I, I think don't take, I think tokenization is really important, but don't take it lightly. It's, it's really a, a huge, uh, a huge commitment. I want to share one more quick story. And uh, again, relating back to yet. Great stories. Keep going. I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like uh, I went into Yat's office and I said, yeah, I figured it out. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do a fitness metaverse. And then he's like, stop. This is a good idea. Just do that. And then he started like already messaging people and, you know, tell me, pitch these people. Right. And then I pitched these people. And then Yat called me back in the office like two days later. He's like, hey, Keith, I got some uh, feedback from people. It's like, you're, you're not uh, Web3 enough. It's like, they feel like you don't understand Web3. And I'm like, of course, I just told you the idea two days ago. I know nothing. And so I got thrown in the fire, right? Uh, and obviously for the longest time, like I felt like, you know, I was like out of my depth, right? Like so much learned, but I think finally I'm, I'm getting there. I'm not, I wouldn't say I was an expert. That's beautiful because, you know, I'm, entrepreneur in residence, but I started as an advisor to the company and I'm probably double the age of the average person in Animoca. And I have all of these skills, experience and network, but I literally dumbest guy in the room when it come, came to web three, when I first started a couple of years ago. And that's a gift because you know, you're at some sort of, let's call it a peak. And then you have to go down the clouds into the swamp to be able to climb up the next peak. And that's not just, uh, you know, okay, wow, I don't want to feel foolish or that's kind of uncomfortable. It's like, that's a prerequisite, but more than that, it's literally a gift because you're able to completely recalibrate and refresh yourself and have this continuous learning journey. So I think that's something where instead of being like, whoa, 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 that's, I'm going to, you know, really struggle here and I'm going to look dumb, sound dumb to other people. Yeah. Yeah, you will. <laughs> There's like, you know, there's, there's no way around it. And, uh, you know, I had, I had a buddy who moved to China. I lived in China for, you know, 20 years and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're out one night and we're talking and there's two other, you know, la wai, guai lo, white, you know, uh, white people. And he's like, what am I doing talking to you guys? I need to make 11,422 mistakes for my Chinese to be better. So he buys a bucket of beer in, you know, ice and he walks over to a table full of Chinese people. And he's like, Hey, Wang Shang Hao. And then he says to them in Chinese, like, I need to make some mistakes in Chinese. Can I give you guys some beers and just, you guys correct me. And he was like aggressively going to like make friends and like, I'm going to make mistakes. And like, that's, that's a beautiful way of flipping, flipping it around. It's like, I need to look foolish and I, I need to make these mistakes. No, that guy's got balls, man, to, to do that. It's like non-conventional, but like definitely trial by fire. Hmm. Indeed. So, uh, Tell us uh, out there in podcast land about sticks. You and I were chatting pre-pod about that. Yeah. So, look, uh, 
what we've done so far is that you know, we have a game, like move to earn game in Dustland. You can earn tokens. Uh, there's some NFTs, but we also started, uh, we just sold out a new collection. Uh, that's more of like a PFP collection uh, instead of like in-game assets. So it was really successful. It's called Olivex Genesis. Uh, and you know, that did like a $3 million in sales. And we're, we're very happy we did that. And we got the support of a lot of the OG NFT communities supporting us. And we made a lot of friends along the way. Uh, that's a small collection of 420, but our goal is to become the number one fitness, uh, community. We feel like there's still an opportunity. Like if you, you set your, your, your profile pick as an Azuki represents something, uh, Pudgy Penguin represents something, but I like, I think like, if you think of fitness, there's really none. We want to be that. So. Right now, um, all of X Genesis is, is kind of small. It's only 420, so we want to expand it. So now, right now, we have a thing called uh, Sticks, which is uh, we feel like is a is a new meta. So you have to play our mini choose your adventure game, and if you play it, uh, you'll get a whitelist. And then once you get the whitelist, we'll have like a collection of uh, eggs that you can mint, and they eventually grow into pets. And uh, they do a lot of stuff in our games. So uh, that's where it's at. But uh, I think. What's interesting is that uh, I'm going to share a little bit of meta uh, around uh, NFTs. I think uh, what we've, we've gone from like in the early days is like just share and retweet and tag your friends and you get a whitelist. We moved to like kind of like an application meta uh, where you have to apply to buy the NFTs. Uh, and then we went to like a free mint uh, kind of thing. And then, but the common theme amongst all of them is like you just launch a trailer, cool trailer, you launch some images. And you get thousands of likes and then you kind of mint, right? Um, but I think the, the, the bar is getting higher. And so I think right now what we're good at is building games. Like I think by building this experience, uh, they're not just watching a trailer. They're kind of interacting with it. And it, the response has been amazing, right? We've got like a couple thousand people joining our Discord. Every minute people are posting play sticks on Twitter. Uh, and so, yeah, they get deeper in the ecosystem. Uh, before they 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 purchase the NFT, so that's kind of where we're at right now. Fantastic, yeah. There's a lot to peel back there. I think um, this mechanism you talked before about the you know the CAC, the customer acquisition cost, it's really very prohibitive, and you're under house of Google or you know order of Facebook, and you're really their bitch. Like you have to you have to basically go through them. But this kind of cold start problem that these tokens, you know, NFT is, of course, a non-fungible token. The problem that this solves is that it drives early engagement uh, and, you know, gets people uh, excited and you start to build a community and start to kind of pre- grow revenue. It's a, it's a really interesting mechanism. And by doing this kind of like, it's almost like a captcha in a way, getting people to interact with something, you're eliminating like bots and other things and getting like real users and community. Yeah. Like cost of acquisition is, is the name of the game and it's the hardest thing ever, but, uh, web three, you know, blows people's minds, right? Like in terms of the ability to acquire users, uh, I think uh, in our early days, when we first launched uh, our Dustland Runner, right, we had a pre-registration, and then the the fact that there's like this possibility of earning some um, NFTs and, and tokens, we had like ten thousand you know downloads on the first day, right, and 
that was, you know, that's actually really incredible because as a, as a background, right, for, for those not familiar with the app stores, right, getting 10,000 downloads on your first day. Off the bat, yeah. It's really hard because back in the day, uh, 10 years ago, you could do do that because, you know, there's only 50 apps on the app store. Fine, you, you'll get... Uh, so now there's so many apps, basically most apps never get discovered. And number two is that even though uh, we have an unfair advantage, which is Anamoka has that too, is like we're a tier one partner with Apple and Google. And when we launch, we get featured, right? So that's like the secret sauce. For like the longest time, the, the alpha was, if you can get featured, you're going to get like a million downloads. But over time, what we also learned is that the power of feature has gone down like exponentially. Like if you think about it, right, who actually goes and discovers apps on the App Store and look at what's featured? And, and feature also has gone down like an impact because instead of running for a week, now it's like daily, there's a different, so you only get one day. And then the impact has also decreased, right? So I think that the impact has gone down at least like 90%. And so, yeah, it's just like became super, super hard to, to acquire it because the, the, the game has kind of evolved over time, right? Uh, and I think that's why, you know, Animoca and Gabriel Layden, you know, like the, all these guys like moved to Web3, right? Because uh, you, it, if you have some sort of reward uh, and, and at the end, you know, you can drive millions of downloads, like instant downloads. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, it's, uh, I think, also early days of Web3. And of course, that will evolve as the industry evolves, but right now it's a compelling reason to be able to um, justify getting into Web3 and really going up that learning curve and starting to, to build communities and building all of these uh, new, uh, new skill sets. Tell me, tell me how uh, the kind of profile of your, of your team and some of the processes and approaches shifting from this, you know, Web2 to hardware to uh, to Web3 and kind of some tips and tricks for people who are out there who are interested in also um, bridging over. Yeah. So this is like a hard learned lesson. I tried so many things and uh, uh, I ended up a lot of people hating me because I had to fire a lot of people because I had to try different uh, things, right? But if I have to condense it into one uh, sentence is to hire from your community. And I think that's like a common theme. And that's like mind blowing for web two business, right? Like, why would you hire? Like, it's, it's very rare that like a product, uh, a project hires people who use their product, right? It doesn't really happen in the web two world. Sometimes maybe, but like in web three, like that's certainly the case. I think that's, uh, we tried a lot of different variations and for example, right, for our NFT community, um, all the mods are holders of our NFTs. Uh, and uh, the the person leading our entire Web3 kind of marketing is also like a full DGen, right? Like he understands Web3, like, like, like he, he actually like enjoys it so much in his spare time, he would attend NFT uh, uh, gatherings, right? Just for fun, right? Uh, but whereas, you know, uh, we can get someone from like a famous, you know, agency, you know, who has like worked with like big brands, but like we tried that and actually like, they just doesn't work, right? And so I think uh, having people who who actually love uh, Web3 and actually in their spare time, like that's a key, right? Like if you find out their spare time, they're doing this, they're truly in love with it. Uh, 
and especially your community members. That will make it really powerful because like all the community members that we've hired have been like so passionate and, and you know, when they're passionate about the job, they'll, they'll break walls for you, right? Man, yes, times a thousand. So we were talking about Project Gojira. That's a PG. They were here in Bali for six weeks for NFT Bali, where, where I'm based. And they did kind of an on-site instead of an off-site because it's a completely distributed team. And most of the people in that company were all part of the community. And that's where they sourced their... Um, they're really passionate and, and driven staff from. And, you know, that's a, that's a really fantastic insight because also with this acceleration into the future with COVID, so many people are, are working remotely. So now you can you know, really optimize for great people around the world, but how do you, how do you make sure that they're, that they're really the right fit? And, you know, often people say hire for the enthusiasm and the energy and then train for skills. But then now you're getting people with enthusiasm, but also skills as well too. And sometimes people would say, tell me what people are doing in Silicon Valley in the weekend. And I'll tell you what the future is going to be like in five to 10 years. So, you know, people are doing this in their spare time, then and they already know what they're doing and they already love what you're doing. Like, wow, what a great uh, sort of momentum and energy and like unfair advantage that you have with that, those hires. Yeah, totally. Um, I think uh, I think yeah. The key point is is to find out what people do in their spare time, right? And then, uh, but I think uh, another point is that there is actually like nobody that's an expert. If, I think in a way, I'm calling this out. If you like LinkedIn and say you're like a an expert in Web three, I think it's like it's not it's not true, right? Because like. You're only an expert if you like have launched something successful. If you watch some like YouTube video and claim you're an expert, you're not really an expert, right? And and so like honestly, I talked to all the secret open kind of semi-open secrets. Like talk to all the Web3 founders of even successful OG products, right? Uh whether it be like NFT projects or they're still figuring it out as they go, right? Like nobody knows. <laughs> and so like there's no no one has a defined skill set. But are we gonna get there? Yes. Like because in the early days of uh, free to play mobile, right? Uh, nobody knew the playbook because it's like, well, how do you make money if you just give it away, right? But eventually, they codified it, and there's a system, right? And then Google comes out with like a one-hour talk of how do you monetize uh, free to play, right? And everybody knows, right? So I think we'll get to that stage, but right now everyone's figuring it out, right? So if no one has the skills that optimize for enthusiasm, that's so great because people listening to this, maybe aspiring entrepreneurs or making the switch to Web three, and they're like. All right, come on. But this guy, Keith, he, like, he got bought by, you know, he knows the, you know, Mr. Metaverse Riazio and he got bought by his company and he went public and he has a token. And it's like, how could I possibly do that? But then you're like openly admitting and rightly so that nobody, nobody knows that. I mean, oh, this movie's going to be a hit. This, this song's going to be a hit. This play is going to be a touchdown in American football or this startup is going to be successful. Really? That's why they make, you know, uh, the, the same derivative movies and, you know, songs as well too, because people are trying to play conservatively. If you're going to try to do something, then you have to be comfortable in the fact that you have to figure it out as you go. And that's a, uh, that's a beautiful thing to kind of free people along the way. It's like, it's supposed to be uh, iterative 
and you're supposed to feel confused and like an imposter along the way. And then, then you figure it out. And, 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 but there's a, there's a plus side, right? It sounds so negative that, oh, no one's figured it out. But the plus side is that you have all the room in the world to innovate, right? Like you can invent a new meta. <laughs> it's like, okay, like my token, I'm going to do it a whole new way or like my NFT launch. Like, so it's, it's like for creative people, it's like heaven, right? Because you can like go absolutely crazy and no one's going to stop you because there's no, no actual playbook, right? Uh, and so, if you, yeah, if, if you like that, then this is the, the field to play in, right? Yes, you have to like it. You have to have like not just product market fit, but product market founder fit. And you have to be comfortable with that. So, yes, it's not all doom and gloom because you know who knows? This is who knows is the user knows the viewer of that movie or the listener of that song or the user of that startup, they know, but they don't know until after you build it. And then you have a thesis. I think people want this. And most of the time people are like, nope, or mm, maybe change this, or maybe they want to break it. And then if you actually do get that lightning in a bottle and you do make what people want, like you have, and you've really pioneered this category, then, then it's, incredible like that's the magic yeah like a bit of a side story like i'm kind of annoyed a little bit because uh there's some industries that are so mature that there's like no more innovation right that's why you have fast and furious 10 like and then like and like an Boy, endless that one <laughs> we needed that one because look because movies are so expensive to make they can't gamble and so it's just like you know, and the same with games, right? Like you have like Assassin's Creed, like 20 and Diablo 4. And like, it's like, you know, like I think Web3 you have, but uh, yeah, so like this is a new industry and you have, and, 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 but if there's one person that may know the future, I would, I would, I would say, yeah, because he's just good at that. Like somehow right. he's like, I can see like 15 years from now, you know? <laughs> I, my, my theory is that he went to the future and then he was like, you know what? I'm just going to, instead of betting on sports and doing other stuff, I'm going to actually just create a whole new industry. And you know, that's a, I'm going to champion that. So he's a, uh, he's, you know, building and building and building and creating the biggest mini shampoo collection in the world, traveling around the planet earth, you know, uh, evangelizing web three. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Wow, man, Keith, thanks so much. Uh, everybody out there move, everybody move, download these apps, get buy it, buy yourself some NFTs, get All into Genesis. it, commit. <laughs> yes. And, uh, let's, um, you know, continue to grow this industry and grow our health at the same time. Thank you very much. That was awesome. Thank you. This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered as financial advice. Any opinions provided in this podcast reflect the views of the speakers only. <laughs>